Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday. Time for an episode of Life with Gwen. I want to start by telling you, you may have questions about today's uh, show, and I want to remind you that you can write them in on Facebook Live, and we will get them answered here on the air. Uh, it is unbelievably Labor Day weekend coming up. And uh, it's, uh, it's early this year, so it did kind of sneak up on us. But we have invited Doctor of Grillology, Ken Foster, who is going to show us some of the latest trends and, uh, and tools of grilling. He is uh, from Breakaway. He's the owner of Breakaway. And uh, he brought a huge basket. I don't know if I have this many devices in my kitchen, never mind just for grilling. So um, Ken, thanks so much for coming. Or shall I call you doctor? I, I will answer to just about everything. Okay. Not a problem. Let me start with you telling me, how did you get a doctor of grillology <laughs> uh, name? Uh, about 30 years ago when we started Breakaway, I think it was around 1987, uh, we were looking at uh, the possibility of different names for the business. Uh, we came up with Breakaway as a idea to be able to do just about anything. Um, they said, well, why don't we call it Kenny's Grills? And I said, well, that kind of limits it to what we can do. So Breakaway was the final name we picked. And then we needed some, uh, with our advertising and so forth, we needed some pieces that would um, work in the business. So we came up with uh, the doctor of grillology, grilloscopy, uh, grillologist, uh, and these became, we actually trademarked them for in the state of Massachusetts uh, so that we could have a lot of fun with ads. And I think that it was probably uh, uh, the grilloscopy was a fun one because uh, you could bring your grill in or we'd go to your home and do a grilloscopy on your grill and, and fix it. Oh, so, so you know, because I was going to say that's kind of medical sounding. It does sound a little bit, but, you know, it's uh, you still got to work on a grill. Um, you got to take it apart, clean it out so forth. So that worked. That's true, but I can't think of many things that I enjoy that have the word oscopy at the end, you know. So um, tell me a little bit about uh, some of what we're seeing. In fact, one of the things that really fascinated me was this little device here, because if you are like some folks, you may not have had a chance to uh, clean off the grill as thoroughly as you'd want to. And uh, it, uh, if something's buzzing, it's just that Ken's a popular guy as we get ready for uh, Labor Day grilling. So, um, so this right here, and there's a line of these, but I want to hold this up. It's, it's like a, a heavyweight um, mesh cover. Well, it's a grilling basket. Uh -huh. um, and so, and there's actually several different designs that are made. Uh, but the idea here is if you're cooking on your grill, um, a lot of times your grates are rusty or dirty or whatever, and you really don't want to go through the effort of cleaning them up. Well, this little item here gives you the opportunity to cook on it. it was, it's good up to 600 degrees, and uh, it's dishwasher safe. So after cooking, you just pop it in the dishwasher, and away you go. It's pour it, it's, it's got holes so that your flavors um, that you'll get from the smoke and from the oils that drop onto the coals or onto the flavorizer bars and so forth will vaporize and we'll, you'll get that flavor. And uh, that works out really, uh, really quite well. But so I really like the idea that it's, you can clean it, you can use it for fish, for vegetables, any number of items that, uh, you, any item you'd like to cook on the grill. 
So it uh, those flavors drip through to to the to the heat to the heating element and then come back in the in the form of of the 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 smoke the fumes well, that are coming up. Yes, uh, all of the oils, whether it be fish or vegetables or, or well, not oils don't in vegetables necessarily, but your fish, your meats, your poultries and such. Uh, it's the uh, oils that are dropping on the hot coals or in the hot surfaces that vaporize and create the tastes that you have in when you're barbecuing. And that's really uh, a key to, you know, cooking. That's why you want a hot grilling surface. Great. Well, let's step one step back from that mm -hmm. because we should probably try and start with a clean grill and that means that there are many many uh what looks new to me devices for cleaning the grill could you walk us through a few of them sure be happy to um first of all the the, the big uh concern today is the older grilled brushes that we used to use traditionally uh that were bristles and oftentimes those bristles were just set into a plastic mold so when you're cleaning a hot grill these bristles can come off uh there's been unfortunately several cases where these bristles have been ingested and caused problems because they uh, get picked up by the food that you later put on that grill exactly exactly mm -hmm. so today what we have is a much different type of uh, uh, tool and if I can kind of sure. uh, move one here in position here um, I don't okay. know if you can see that or not yeah but this Just is hold it up a little bit towards that camera okay. or I can okay. for some reason is I that good to that's I good. think that's good yep. Uh, this tool here is wound brass, so these are these are not individual little uh, uh, you know fibers or whatever you would like to say. So these do not come off when you're cleaning the grill. The other nice part about this tool is it has depth to it, so it will clean. Uh, it will also clean you know into the grids themselves. So now the Venetian blind cleaners. Yes, yes, and this tool here you can use on a hot red hot grill a cool grill or you know anything and it's it these bristles are very rigid and uh, they do a very good job and they get into grooves that other other unit other um, you know uh, brushes don't necessarily do there's another and, one wait, before oh, go you go ahead. on yep. I have a question yes. um, it if there's uh, when it's how long will it last? How much does it cost? This is the kind of consumer I am. Sure. How long? Yeah. And, and also, how can you tell when it's starting to reach the end of its life? Well, if you take care of it and clean it, actually, it'll give you quite a long life. I mean, I would expect you should be able to get a year at least out of it. Again, it all depends on, you know, how often you grill. Um, but you can certainly put this in. I, what I do is I put it in boiling water uh, oftentimes and uh, the just clean it off and it's good to go. Uh, at the time you would replace it is when you start to really wear it down and mm -hmm. it no longer has the depth. So it won't, uh, pieces won't come out, but it'll flatten a little bit, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay. I believe, and there is no price on this particular one, but I believe these run around, um, I think they run around $19. Okay. I could be wrong on that. So uh, is it? Is that uh, pretty comparable to the older style ones? Not that I would use an older style one now because they're sending out warnings all the time. Right. Uh, Price-wise, no. This is a more expensive brush because mm -hmm. of the design of it is all with uh, steel and your brass uh, bristles here are all intertwined. It's made by a company um, that 
uh, specializes in brushes, and uh, they I mean, they make thousands of brushes. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't believe when I looked at their their um, uh, catalog exactly how many brushes there are. It's pretty amazing. Plus, that one has a nice long handle, so you have less chance of, of uh, overshooting. Do you ever do that when you're really trying to clean something and putting a lot of pressure and your hand just slides off it? Yeah, well, yeah, you got to be careful. That's a hot grill. You don't want your hand on that. Yeah, true. <laughs> the other item. I was thinking here, if you didn't clean it after the hot grill time, and uh, uh, well, you're trying to clean up yes, that cold grill. Very true. So. Uh, but you can really put pressure on this particular one, and you can actually, with two hands, you can go at it, mm -hmm. and it's that strong. Yep. Which you're not going to find in your old traditional bristle brushes. And if bronze is not your color, mm -hmm. you'd have something else there. <laughs> well, we have another one here that's designed and made by the same company. And this is a spiral grill uh, brush. Uh, again, it's one continuous coil of stainless steel. And uh, this, this particular brush here is great to get into grooves, and it is very rigid. Mm -hmm. So it will do an excellent job. Both of these will do an excellent job. This one happens to have a little shorter handle, mm -hmm. um, which whoops, might get you a little closer to the grill than you want to be. Oh, it's smooth. But, oh, yeah. It's very smooth. There's no sharp edges or anything else like that. Interesting. What about that then, big wood one? It looks a little well, like a club. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the person who doesn't want to use any item that's steel or brass or anything else you actually have a wooden a wooden cleaning grill here uh -huh. and it's got grooves down here that will pick up some of the uh, debris and so forth that's on the grill it also has a sharp not, not this particular one but okay um, but this is just for the person who really wants to be traditional mm -hmm. and stick it looks with like it can take a lot of brute force you know, oh it can yeah this is a very rigid tools made by Broking, okay. and a uh, nice product. And then we have two more grill brushes, and this is both kind of interesting. Now, this one you only use on a cool grill, not a hot grill, because this is, this is a fiber. It's very rigid, as you can feel, mm -hmm. okay, but oh, yeah. it will melt. Right. Okay, so this is a brush. It's a man-made fiber. Yes, yeah. this is a brush you would use only when the grill is cool. So. And... Um, Lastly, this is this is a, a this is amazing. We haven't even gotten to the food yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to start with a clean grill. That's right. So this this one here uh, intrigued me because I use a brush that actually has a column that holds water. Because if you go into any deli or breakfast place, you'll always see them cleaning the grill with water, and on a hot hot. Uh, grilling surface that water will clean off the grease and then they'll use they'll use a, um, a sharp item like to push the grease into the back of the uh, right. the grate well this item here this you fill this with water and then you put it in the freezer and it freezes and obviously I don't have a frozen one here but then the ice hangs down below here you clip it into this oh, cool. little unit here, okay? And uh -huh. I'm doing it right. It's this way. Don't, anyway, uh, I won't spend uh, too much Don't time. cut yourself, Ken. Yeah, but anyway, it pops in here. The ice hangs down below, and then as you clean the grill, it melts and steams it and cleans it. 
Now, I want to meet the woman or the guy who was sitting around one night and said, hey, I got this idea. That's so cool. And this this is, uh, it's collapsible so that uh, you can keep it in your drawer or somewhere like that or, or, you know, if you want to keep it. And do all three of them? Have the same, yeah, they same, all same setup. Like a it's grader. just, you mm-hmm. know, you have it for the next, uh, you might want to clean, you know, more. Uh, maybe it's melted off. Mm-hmm. Got another one. After That's that, amazing. Got another one. Simple and Great amazing. Idea. So, Great idea. Well, I can tell you, um, that's, I'm going to ask you to hand him over because when Ken comes to visit, he really comes to visit. He moves. He brought us so many things to look at, a uh, whole tote full. And we'll look at some more of them. And we're going to talk a little bit about food, because that's my side of the the party. Um, As the food editor here at the Cape Cod Times, uh, we've been talking, um, you know, obviously everybody eats and most people are interested in, in, you know, choosing new things, trying new things. We've been talking about burgers. In today's paper, there's uh, 50 tips. And, um, I'm sorry, not 50, only 10. You wouldn't have time to read 50. Uh, 10 tips on um, making a better burger. One of them we had agreed that we hadn't heard of, which is to form your burger and then take a, a, the back of a spoon and make a little, um, almost a little uh, impression, a little uh, divot uh, in, in the top of the burger. And I never even thought of it, but that's so that it can rise without giving you that mounded. I just ate mounded burgers my whole life. <laughs> I, I was surprised myself. I hadn't heard that before. Uh, one of the one of the items that is also printed in here in the ten best uh, ways to cook a burger is don't push the juices out of it. And I will that say one. that I, I, it's got to be something about. Um, just cooking in general, that people want to see the smoke. They want to see the flame. So what happens is is you, people have a tendency to squeeze that burger. Well, you just squeeze the life right out of it. That's what's going to make it juicy and good. But if you like, rather have smoke and fire, you're welcome to uh, squeeze the daylights out of it. But uh, we wouldn't it doesn't <laughs> really come out that well. <laughs> we wouldn't want to waste the food, but I suppose you could have a demonstration one for the smoke uh, and fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you said something else that uh, that also is our in our uh, list of tips, and that is this is the time to splurge on a little fat. If you're going to cook burgers, you want to have – why don't you take it away, Ken? Well, I've always found that the 2080 mix is by far the best. Uh, that really gives you the flavor. So you've got 20% fat, 80% beef, and um, I often say uh, 20% fat, 80% unknown fibers. Um, and uh, But anyway, it's just kind of a joke we have at the uh, shop. Uh, so with that blend, you're going to get a very tasty burger. If you get if it's leaner, then you're going. It's going to be drier, and you're going to have to add something to it. And I think that's that's in that article as well. Um, whether it be water or whether it be some sort of a um, uh, basting chicken broth. chicken broth, whatever, <laughs> just to just to keep the moisture in it. If you go to like seventy five. Uh, 25, uh, you're going to have a hard time keeping the thing from burning up. Um, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, the, the more fat, there is a point where they actually, they almost catch fire. Um, and you're not cooking it on the grill, it's cooking itself. It's really, you know, not 
not the greatest way to do it. Well, I am totally ready to take your advice on the amount of fat because you are a man who cooks how many burgers on that big <laughs> extreme grill of yours? Uh, well, I think uh, some of the events we do probably go up into, uh, you know, 1,500, maybe 2,000 burgers. It's uh, it just keeps turning them and turning them and turning them. And a lot of times what I'll do, especially on a big event, I'll bring a six-foot grill with me uh, that really allows you to really put on, you know, a lot of grills, a lot of uh, burgers. And uh, the other thing is, is it if you do like a four ounce burger, if you're doing a large group of people, uh, you can pretty much turn those in probably four to five minutes tops. And mm -hmm. uh, that way you can keep going with a lot of food. I just was down at the Orleans block party. And um, I would say they, they were, we were cooking burgers for close to two and a half hours nonstop. And um, I really don't know how many we went through, but it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to mention, uh, when we were chatting with our producer, Jason Kolnos, before the show, he said that uh, he's been getting into blends of different kinds of meat, you know, to have a, a couple of different kinds of uh, meats ground together for your burgers. And uh, let me see, I wrote it down. Uh, he said that he's uh, into the brisket and short rib blend. And uh, Jason, you're going to have to tell me where you get that. Peter's at Peterson's, um, they'll do a custom blending of, of meats, and then you can make your burgers out of that. You still have to think about the fat and all that but uh, and, and what you're looking for. But that's a sort of interesting way of looking at it. You know, I've seen uh, venison and beef a couple of times uh, or, or lamb and beef, but this idea of having a, a huge amount of beef of, uh, of meats to choose from, I hadn't really mm -hmm. thought about. And... I wanted to take us back in time and have you explain what the, the Extreme Grill is. It has its own website, <laughs> which is on our page, but uh, why don't you tell people when you did that and what it is? Well, about 11 years ago now, uh, I thought about how I could bring a, the grills out to the public. So I, uh, I had an oil truck that we delivered oil in for 21 years. I had a guy I knew down in Howarch who was a welder and fabricator by the name of Gary Webb. And I went to Gary and I said, Gary, can you uh, turn this into a barbecue grill? And he goes, yes, I could do that. And the fun part about that was I asked him, I said, this was around February. And I said, so when do you think it'll be done? He goes, August 14th. And I said, August 14th, how can you pick a day, you know, six months from now that it'll be complete? Because August 15th, I'm going in for back surgery. Oh. So <laughs> that was the answer. True to his word, August 14th, he delivered uh, the X grill. And for 11 years now, uh, I've been using that grill at a lot of uh, nonprofit fundraisers uh, all over the Cape um, and just really, really enjoying it. Uh, I have to say that working with the uh, volunteers at these events is fantastic. I bring extra spatulas and I just pass them out and I never have a hard time finding somebody to uh, want to get up in the truck and work or whatever. So it, it's been a fabulous experience. I would imagine if you've seen this thing and you can on, on the Facebook page that we're talking 
dozens or at least a dozen extra spatulas. Uh, at least, yes. So <laughs> it, uh, but you know, while we're focusing on meat, and of course that's the big part of many cookouts, a lot of people are going to vegetarian or all the way to vegan. So mm -hmm. vegetables and even fruits are making an appearance on the grill. Absolutely. There's no reason why you can't cook anything on a grill that you can cook in your house. Um, it's just a matter of controlling the temperature and, um, and that's it. Um, with these food bags uh, that we were looking at earlier, uh, you could put small items. Um, I love doing asparagus on the grill. Uh, I usually, what I'll do is I'll put it in a bag with some uh, extra virgin olive oil and uh, some seasoning, swirl it around a little bit, and then I'll put it on the grill uh, and cook it there and depending upon how you know how much I want to do it just you asparagus you don't want to overdo that's the only thing you got to kind of play yeah. it by ear you're really looking yeah. at, at grilling the outside because you want that inside to be almost like raw yeah darn close so, so. we got to be careful otherwise the thing will it'll look like um, a dish rag <laughs> and uh yeah, and asparagus really gives up the ghost when it's overcooked. Yeah, it totally <laughs> Completely. does. Completely. Uh, now, you were telling me that this is actually um, a basket that you could make yourself if you were just cooking for yourself. Nice. A little, nice meal. And absolutely. Uh, you cut up your vegetables. You, uh, you could add anything. You could add chicken. You could add beef. You could add... Uh, fish. Uh, you could add uh, tofu, uh, you know, just about anything that you'd want into this little basket and you make yourself a nice little meal for yourself. For those of you who are listening to the podcast of this show, I'm holding up a heavy metal uh, square basket with uh, that has uh, regular slits in it, um, and it's uh, oh, about six by six, you think? I would say about yeah, six, six by six. Okay, and uh, it has little handles to pick it up with you just put it in there you grill and uh, pick it up and you're you're all set to go you're all set to go yes one pan yep and very easily cleaned as well um, but and I've done cookies on grills I have done bacon cookies? and eggs yes wow yes well you can buy you can get a plate that you basically it's a flat plate again mm -hmm. it's all about temperature so you get this flat plate and you just put your cookies on there and you get to pay a little bit more attention than the ones that you put in the oven um, but you know you can do like I said you can do anything you can do in-house you can do on the grill and have fun doing it uh, one of the items I like doing is pineapple because you can ca uh, caramelize it and um, again you're using a flat plate uh, to do that with uh, on the grill and um, doesn't have to be big. It can be something small. I've actually done, uh, I've done bacon and eggs with just a fry pan and uh, put it inside the grill, cast iron fry pan, no plastic uh, handles <laughs> and uh, done it that way. Uh, the tricky part about if you're cooking bacon and you're using a flat contain a flat plate mm -hmm. is the grease. Right. And uh, if you're good and you don't have it on your deck, you can pour out that grease a little bit at a time and let it burn off. But you've got to be really careful you don't end up having that splash on the deck and ruining uh, your decking. Ken, Art. I'm going to tell you what uh, I did when my kids were little and they, uh, the waitress offered an flambe dish. No. <laughs> 
No, <laughs> just don't do that. <laughs> but I would imagine that you'd have to be careful about not setting the grill on fire if you're cooking bacon. Well, yes. Um, again, keeping a clean grill is important. Probably one of the biggest things that people ignore is the base of the grill. A lot of food and, you know, not food necessarily, but uh, drippings, drippings and thing, stuff yeah. like that. You're in the bottom of the grill. I always recommend that when you're done cooking, turn the grill to high, close the cover, wait till the smoke stops. That means you pretty much burned off everything that is going to be burnable. But if you don't do that, and let's say you're cooking chicken, you know, time and time again, uh, you can have a grease fire in the bottom of the grill. Mm. And I've seen it, and I've had to deal with it, and um, it's not something you want to do because you could ruin your grill as well. Now, I want to remind people we're down to about the last six or seven minutes. So if you have a specific question about uh, how your grill works or, or how to cook something, we'll take a stab at it. Please feel free to just uh, type it in into the Facebook Live comments, and um, we'll get that on the air. And in the meantime, I was going to say the nice thing about pineapple is that you get that sweet caramelization on the outside, and the inside stays a little... Uh, tart, so it's like tender and tart. So nice. it's it's a wonderful um, thing to have as a refreshing dessert at the end of your your cookout. It it makes me think that well, what do you, I wonder if you could do what would happen if you did orange slices. I don't know. It'd be interesting because it, it's almost a consistency very similar with the uh, water and the sugar. It might caramelize like that. That'd be kind of an interesting. We'll have to thought. try that because mm -hmm. I I know that it's um um. It's more, much more porous, you know. You know what I mean. It'd than probably than get pineapple mushy. Is. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I mean, that's, try. But like Maybe I said, grapefruit, you, bigger slices. Uh, possibly melon. Um, I don't know. Hot yeah. melon. I'm not sure. Hot you melon know, would be good. Uh, do you do you ever? Um, I know that uh, um, they they do. Whoops, <laughs> I'm looking at a, a list. I'll get that next. Um, that they, at Stephen Reichland's house, they, they pretty much smoke or, or barbecue everything. So we'll have mm -hmm. to uh, give him a call and see if he's done any citrus fruits. Well, I don't fun. know if that would work. Yeah. But this is a great question. Do we, you have any tips for grilling fish? Well, different fish you do different ways. Uh, for instance, uh, if I'm doing, um, let's say I'm doing uh, bluefish, okay? Bluefish, very oily fish. Oftentimes what I will do is I'll put it in aluminum foil and I'll put mayonnaise on it and I'll seal it up and, and I'll do it on the grill that way. It's not really grilled, but it's messy and it's a great way to cook it. Uh, and that mayonnaise takes the oil out of it. Uh, and takes that taste away. Mm -hmm. um, if you're doing something like, uh, let's see, I'm just saying, let's say salmon. Mm -hmm. One nice way to do salmon is put it down on the skin side first, and then as it's as you're cooking it, um, and you don't want to overcook salmon. When you go to turn it, what you do is you take it off the skin. So you put your spatula in between the skin and the meat take it off that way and flip it back onto the skin. And it's just a, an easy, nice way to do it. And I quite understand. You detach it and then yes. you flip that same side back onto the skin. Yeah, cook it on the so cook it's like it a right little on. bed yes, of uh -huh. exactly. Hmm. Um, swordfish um, is a fish that is very solid fish, so it's a really great fish to uh uh, cook on the grill and uh, right in the open grids, uh, no special effects whatsoever. Just and you can 
if you're good at it, you can get grill marks on the swordfish. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you can flip it 45 so you get those crisscross marks. Yep. Make it look very professional. And uh, But swordfish is really excellent. That sounds wonderful. Is there anything I haven't asked you about? Any last item you'd like to show us? You One, brought the whole store. <laughs> well, that's all right. One item I would like to show you, and this is a common problem here on the Cape. This is the hose and regulator for a gas grill. And very typically, we go through a lot of these every season because uh, animals, because there's grease on these, and they're usually rubber, and there's grease on them, and we have chipmunks or squirrels or whatever that eat the hoses, and you have a gas leak. Oh. This is stainless steel. It's woven, uh, and there's no animal that's going to eat through this. Um, but it is a very common problem here on the Cape. So Probably everywhere. But any Better to make an investment because you can change, I mean, Every time you change your your uh, your gas, you you uh, can put this the same one. Oh yes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is just like the rubber hoses, but the rubber hoses are uh, are chewable. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't chewable. So I thought this was a great item for especially people that live in an area may have had this problem a couple times. A lot of squirrels, um, and uh, in the winter, spring, fall, summer. They, okay, so I was going to ask you for a couple of quick safety tips. That's one of them. Yeah. Um, other and clean your grill. Others. Mm -hmm. uh, do you generally recommend having a, a fire extinguisher, a small one, out in the grilling it area? It never hurts to have a fire extinguisher wherever wherever you have an open. Probably fire. never so use it, and if you ever do, then you're glad you have you're it. Glad so. you have it. But one of the items you want to be aware of is that. Spiders love to get into the what we call the venturi tubes, which is the tubes that the gas flows up into the burner in. Mm -hmm. They nest in there, and they generally nest in right in the corner where it makes a turn, and you won't see it. But if you turn your grill on and the flame is very yellow, you're not getting a good gas and air mix. Chances are you have spider webs in there. If you don't do something about it, you'll have what's you'll have that fire will come back out under the dash of the grill and not ruin the grill necessarily, but, you know, it can score it and so forth. Certainly uh, be very startling kind of thing. Yeah, but. and uh, and you and what we do is we clean those tubes with a grill brush. Oh, okay. And it just cleans them out. And But the telltale sign is that you have yellow flame. If you have yellow flame, then you want to investigate why it's not getting a good gas and air mix. Okay. That's important. Anything I I would never have thought of that. Anything else that you can think of? Uh just uh, make sure your tank is uh, in good condition. Uh, what we look for when we fill a propane tank is we look underneath at the ring that it stands on. If you have pitting underneath there or pitting anywhere on the tank, you should really uh, be looking into a new tank or uh, reconditioned tank. Okay. And we haven't talked much about charcoal versus gas. Um, quick. Charcoal, uh, charcoal, if you have the time, is wonderful for smoking. If you have a smoker, oftentimes what you want to make sure of is that you use a hardwood charcoal. Don't use a briquette if you're using like a green egg or a Kamado type of uh, grill because uh, the um, you want natural charcoal. 
the other ones that are preformed have binders in them and that can not damage but it'll put flavoring into the clay that's on the inside of these uh, smokers and it's just not a recommended item yeah who wants to cook surrounded by chemicals yeah uh, it's really not good and uh, for speed natural gas is great or propane uh, for time if you got the time the charcoal is fantastic has has the best taste going so I imagine that those of you who shovel the path to the grill before you shovel the front steps might want to stick with the gas so you can just be out there in your parka and uh, get it done quickly and I can't thank you enough Ken for coming it's wonderful to have you and Thank to learn all of these things, uh, you can check Ken's website at, uh, we didn't give that to them yet, at barbecuegrills.com. And that's barbecue with a Q. And uh, we will uh, look forward to seeing you another time. And perhaps because it occurred to me as we were going that you could spend weeks, years of your life learning about grilling. And it's time for us to go. Have a good <laughs> week, everybody. Thank you.